0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontanel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. We are broadcasting from the Nebraska State Fair, which officially kicks off tomorrow. But we're all here today getting things set up and ready to go. And of course, we've got to talk what's been happening in the markets today. Another interesting market session as Jeff Peterson is going to join us. He is with Heartland Farm Partners. So I think really, Jeff, as we start out, how would you describe what's happening right now in the corn and the soybean market?
1: You know what's interesting about this, Susan, you sit back and look at it. It's just a big tug-of-war match, you know, just going back and forth. Um, we've got some strength today and over on the wheat complex, but, you know, outside of the nearby strength, we've got in, say, like September soybeans and September corn, you know, we have some weakness overall. We've still got the funds, um, you know, the trend following funds on both the corn and soybeans, they're long. There's still concerns, you know, that not enough areas in the U.S. have got, uh, you know, the finishing weather that it'd like to finish out this crop, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit, we've got some weather that, you know, really hot conditions in in, uh, Western Corn Belt uh, and, and more kind of, you know, Nebraska and parts of Iowa. It doesn't go so far north this week but uh, so that's drying some things out in those pockets but there has been some good rains out there so the interesting part about it is you've really kind of got something for everybody out there and then on top of that you've got certain grain buyers that are still looking for some bushels so you'll see a good bid pop up and then as they get filled then they kind of back down so that that kind of sums up where we're sitting right now and kind of what the conditions are Susan
0: Well you talk about those rains and, and that's moving through usually when we get rains in August uh, good news for the soybeans but we've had so many dry Pockets that are starting to get a little bit of rain, is it going to be much of a help? You know, and that's the
1: big difference I think this year we're running into is that we, because of the topsoil and subsoil moisture ratings, you know, in in Iowa and North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, parts of Nebraska, parts of Kansas, you know, that have, have been really dry, we're going to see some bigger than normal differences this year on yields just because if they didn't catch a rain in one of those pockets you know, it's it's really got hurt this year. Now there's gonna be some very good pockets of grain out there, and don't get me wrong, overall this is still gonna be a very good crop this year or, but it 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 just doesn't have, you know, it's it's not gonna hit the trend line number everybody is looking for. Um and and I think it's probably a little bit better than what USDA probably came out with, you know, when they came out with that one seventy four point six and that 50 on beans. I mean, the bean one's a little bit more up in the air yet. That 174.6 on the corn. I do think we probably come in slightly higher than that on the yield, but but I don't think it's too much at that. And the thing about it though, it's different from this year compared to last year, is that we are catching a few rains as we come in. You know, right now where we didn't get those last year, but the difference is we've uh, were drier earlier, so it could have a little more impact on that corn. So, so that's something we're going to have to watch as we're rolling forward.
0: Is there a possibility having it put maybe some false hope into these markets that we might see yield numbers like some of the early's were projecting from their crop tours?
1: Well, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's interesting on that, you know, and and I think it's just probably just a little bit too early to tell here. It, it is going to be good to see a thing we kind of got to remember is that USDA or NAS will be getting out there later this week and first part of next week you know getting out in those fields setting up their plots and getting ready for that September crop report You'll have another update that will be coming out from Stone X here. And I think we've got Allendale out next week also with with some of their crop tour results. And we'll continue from this point forward to hear more and more infield observations. So that that'll be good for us to be able to see.
0: So as we do approach the end of the crop year, how is export demand looking? Especially when I saw yesterday we're a lot cheaper than a lot of countries. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's good to see, you know, we're getting into that time of year where we're we're back to where we're you know, very competitive and actually the cheapest on on the corn and the soybeans as you're looking as we move October forward and even in the September slot. So we're picking up some demand. Um, you know, as we look at the numbers, we had crop export sales or corn, you know, export sale numbers out this morning that and came in at six hundred eighty-four thousand uh, metric tons. And keep in mind, the metric ton um, would be on on the corn side would be. actually 36.7 million bushels, 39.4 million bushels on the soybean side. But uh, what you've got on the soybean side, we had some really good exports, 1.75 million metric tons. And the interesting thing is we've continued to see China in buying some more bushels. It's rumored here this morning, you know, they probably were in and picked up Oh, I would say probably another ten to fourteen cargoes of of soybeans on when we saw a little bit of dip in the market, and keep in mind each cargo's about two million bushels, and some are saying uh, some of the the um different grain companies out there, some of the analysts that are talking to them are saying, really, for this week they may have booked twenty five or thirty of those. so I think we'll have a really good export number on the soybeans next week. One of the other thing that is helping is that we're continuing to see a little bit of an improving in the crush margins in China. We know that they've got a lot of feed demand. We know that they're getting you know pretty much wrapped up in all their shipments pulling out of uh, South America. So I think we're getting on the verge here to start seeing some, some really good demand coming out of the, um, for the U.S. going to China. Uh, a couple things we want to be aware of, though, since we are getting to the end of the crop year, though, we do have some old crop bushels there that may not necessarily get shipped Uh, china has about one point five million metric tons of old crop corn now i think there'll be some more shipments of that next week so they might get their way down to about a million metric tons on the corn side and over on the soybean side it looks like there's about seventeen million bushels of old crop beans will have to roll forward now it's kind of too early to tell here whether that's going to mean we're going to have to lower the export numbers in the September report because there's two different ways that these exports are looked at. You've got the census, and then you've also got the FGIS, and the census numbers have been running a little bit higher than what the the FGIS numbers have been, Susan.
0: All right, sounds good. Well, stick around, folks. We've got more coming up as we continue. Get ready for the second half of the Fontenelle Final Belt. We're going to talk about ethanol and what does it look like in South America at this point Wondering what those harvest numbers are like. More is coming up. Stick around from the Nebraska State Fair. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. You hear the background noise? That's because we are at the Nebraska State Fair and hope for our listeners that are near and far. They get a chance to come to the fair, swing by to say hi to us. We're continuing our conversation this afternoon with Jeff Peterson. Jeff is with Heartland Farm Partners. Let's talk a little bit more about crop conditions and what you're hearing out there, Jeff. Yeah, so,
1: you know, we continue to watch those crop condition reports this time of year. They come out every Monday afternoon at three o'clock and you know on corn this last week it was down two percent it was down to sixty percent good to excellent but probably for us we like to take that a step further and we, we like to build it into an index and, and here's how we build that index Susan we, we go in and we, we take the very poor rating we take that times zero we then take their poor rating we take that times one their fair rating times two their good rating times three and then we take their excellent rating times four and we build an index. And when we do that, the current rating for the corn crop this week is 256. Uh, to give you an idea, last year at this time it was 273. Now I want to back and took a look and the data goes back into the mid-1985 type time frame is when we've got good, excellent data at the national level. And this would put us at about the 41st percentile. So you can see we're a little bit below the bottom third on our rating. But, you know, we, it is going to be interesting as this thing finishes to see how that how that correlates. And, and usually this time of year, it starts correlating a lot closer so we can start getting the yield estimate. So, you know, I, I think that's when we take that number, that's kind of what we're looking at along with, the topsoil and subsoil moisture numbers is what kind of helps us get an idea where we think that yield is going to come in. You know, and that's where we're still kind of thinking in that 175, 175.5 area. Now, Susan, one other thing to, to keep in mind here, when we dig in and look at that topsoil number, we like to watch at this time of year just to see how that crop what it's got for a welder availability to finish. And when we looked at those numbers, uh, what it's telling us is that for this last week, and this number also came out on Monday, it'd be showing that we're 47 percent short to very short on subsoil or on topsoil moisture uh, for corn and soybeans. And to give you an idea, last year at this time, the rating was at 46 percent. Now the difference we probably have between last year and this year is that we've been drier longer. Uh, the dryness actually started earlier, but. How this is going to kind of finish out, it looks like. Last year, we just didn't pick up a lot of rains. We continued to stay dry. It was a matter of fact, we went from 46 this week last year to 47 the next week and then 48. And then when we got to middle September, it dropped down to 31%. So some rains did come in. So, as you were mentioning earlier, this might mean that we actually have a little bit more detrimental impact on on what we're going to see on the corn side. Maybe that means the beans are going to fare a little bit better, but that's something we're watching really close.
0: Uh, Curious, uh, you you talk about this crop, and it made me just think about exports with the hurricanes and everything moving in. Is there any concerns on trying to get these barges out in time?
1: Yeah, there sure is. I mean, you have some harvesting going on in the deep south, and 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 they're they're racing trying to get through there so i think there's a couple things there one you could have disruption of just the flow that uh, for some of these early bushels trying to get out but secondly you could definitely have some storm damage that could happen down there And, and that doesn't do anything to help the crop you know improve on on the yield side susan
0: all right ethanol demand how's things holding up well the numbers that came out
1: on wednesday you know year to date to give you an idea we're at we're down about, or we're up 3.1% compared to a year ago. And in, and in the August report, um, what USDA was thinking is we'd be up about 4.6%. So if we continue at this current pace, this current pace being about 933,000 barrels per day is what the number showed yesterday. If we continued at that pace, we'd probably have to say that we would have to lower our demand on the ethanol side just a little bit. Margins are okay, but it just seems like the plants are just kind of wanting to slide in here to harvest and only kind of grab uh, you know, the bushels that they absolutely have to, knowing they've got some cheaper bushels coming at them here in a you know, few weeks.
0: Let's look at our neighbors to the south. How's things looking in South America?
1: Well, you know, that's, that's really interesting. They're probably a little bit over, as you take a look at that Safrina corn crop, they're a little bit over 80% harvested on that corn crop. But the thing we got to keep in mind is that we've got uh, Paraná in the southern part of Brazil. They can start planting soybeans here on September 10th. Mato Grosso can start planting some soybeans on September 15th. And, you know, they definitely need some moisture down there. And we've got a chance, and Noah's talking to us about, you know, the fact that there's 70 um, percent chance we see another La Niña event happen down there, which means some dryness for southern Brazil and potentially dryness also in Argentina. So they definitely need some rains to get going here. We, you know, just because we talk about La Niña doesn't mean we're going to have a repeat of what we had last year. But they they do need some additional moisture.
0: Ask you real quick, do we see some future spreads before harvest? Yeah, I think we're going to see a net
1: spread. And if you had a hedge to arrive or some hedges and you've got some post-harvest delivery going on, I think these spreads are going to continue to tighten up. So I think we're going to have to probably roll our hedges forward on the hedge to arrive or the future spread a little earlier than we'd like to, Susan.
0: All right, Jeff, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com. You can click on the sign-up now button to get some free daily commentary by text or email or follow me on twitter at jeff peterson zero one
0: and that's a Fontenelle final bell on the rural radio network